Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. podcast where we start with a random article explore it then follow the links and see where it takes us john what do you have this week uh mine is alina it's a philippine romantic drama tv series aired by a b s and c b n (laughs) (laughs) it is the 13th installment of the precious hearts romances presence series uh, this series is based on the pocketbook Dominic by Martha Cecilia. It is directed by F.M. Reyes. So, uh, when I first saw this, I thought it was maybe like a Univision or a television. Mm. Or, that's not right. Wait. Television's just the mm. name of the box that all TV comes from. Univision and Telemundo. Telemundo, yeah, there that's go. the one. Um,. I thought it was going to be one of those shows, but no, it's from from the Philippines. Hmm. So that's interesting. It's a new one for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, 13th installment and in, I guess, a soap opera series, basically. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a whole new spectrum of media, a whole new country. Uh, well, anyway, uh, what do you have? Well, I have Jim Johnson, parentheses, American football. He is a coach of football. Oh, a coach. Okay. Um, he is. He was a defensive coordinator for uh, the Eagles, mm-hmm. and he was regarded as one of the best defensive uh, coordinators in the NFL. Hmm. He was especially known for being a master architect of blitzes, disguising them skillfully and keeping offenses constantly off balance. Interesting. And in more than forty years of coaching. He held head coaching duties only once at the collegiate level, but was interviewed by the Arizona Cardinals regarding their head coaching vacancy in 2004. Oh, so, so. he's a relatively... He was still active until yeah. recently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, those sports terms didn't intimidate me that much. <laughs> I have confidence in both my audience and also myself that... Uh, I actually know what a blitz is, yeah. so um, I don't feel the need to explain a whole bunch of things. We could go that route and not be as clueless as True. we usually wind up being in sports. <laughs> but um, at the same time, we have talked about American football and American sports a lot, and individuals who play sports seem to be a going trend. Yeah, uh, they're fairly common. Whereas. A meaty, oh man, a meaty foreign TV or movie thing. That's that's super rare. That yeah. never that never happens. <laughs> I mean, it does, but I mean, not for the Philippines. Philippines. Yeah. I mean, like, if we had gotten, like, say, Brazilian football, I don't know, like, something, something weird, more interesting. You know, yeah. Something strange, or it would be different, but, but this I mean, is a pretty uh, common thing yeah. that comes up. Yeah. Of the 13th installment series in a. Filipino soap opera, though. Not going to come across the 13th installment in a Filipino soap opera every day. No. So, uh, anyway, uh, Alina is spelled A-L-Y-N-A. TV series, you said? Yep, yep. It is an ongoing TV series, the 13th installment of the Precious Hearts Romances Presence series. Hmm. I'm not sure if that last word's supposed to be presence or presents. Because, I mean, in the context of Precious Hearts and Romances, somebody could be giving somebody else a present. That's very true. But it could be Precious Hearts Romances is presenting this show to you, entitled Alina. That's true. And Precious I, Hearts Romance Presents. It, it doesn't... Romances. That's, I think it's the pluralization of romances that kind of 
makes it way. more ambiguous. Okay. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, like exactly. it's like there's more than Precious one. Precious Hearts Romance presents that could be a that could be an easy like right because then that, you know like that's the titular yeah. brand of the, this kind of romance. But Precious Hearts Romances, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, everything. There's plural except for precious. Yeah. So I mean, it really doesn't give me any context clues. Well, the story resolves, I mean, sorry, revolves on Alina Natividad, and the, the, who is the main character in the series. After being through hardships, she will meet Rex Del Carmen, who is the <laughs> imposterous Dominic Del Carmen, when she meets the real Dominic, the sibling, who has madness and anger opposite Alina. Both will learn to regain love and fight for family and their dignity. <laughs> that's the whole huh. story, and wow. that is as it is written. I so didn't mess the- <laughs> up any of that reading. I assure you that is what it is right now. So that's the 13th installment of this series. And that's now, how far they've gotten. They've got, finally gotten to meet Dominic Del Carmen, a.k.a. Rex Del Carmen, a.k.a. Dominic the Sibling. What constitutes as an installment? That's my question. Because, I mean, it could be like a season or it could be like a storyline. Or, you know, like it could be like they they resolve one whole storyline and then they're like, all right, we're starting a brand new story with brand new characters. Right. And that'll be the next installment of this series. It looks to me like this is kind of like maybe... Not episodic, but uh, what do you call it when like things like Fargo, where they have oh, seasons like an, um, that take place in the same world? An anthology kind yeah. of series? Yeah, it looks yeah. like that, because these little, if you go down here, the sea also is really the only thing I see that lets on to mm. what it might be, but it says it's a telenovela, so I'm guessing it's like, you know, short story contained yeah. within several episode run, and then that story is done, boom, done, next series. Hmm. Like, uh, like Fargo, or Power Rangers. it sounds like it's more along the lines of power rangers yeah in that yeah like one story like spans multiple seasons maybe and because it does say number of episodes 105 yeah they did that's the entirety of the critical reception for this series is that uh the show was extended (laughs) uh there's no good or bad reviews it's just that they decided to make more of them so take that for what you will Wow, that's some critical reception. Mm-hmm. Hey, the show is extended. That's uh, about Sounds as good, good as we can do. <laughs> Didn't cancel it. Yep. Made more of it. Must be an okay thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the the Philippines, is that like uh, kind of Spanish centric or? I am confused because I was under the impression it was in. Asia Polynesia area. That's my thoughts as well. And all I see are Spanish names. Yeah, like Natividad, that is very, very Spanish. And like Carmen, obviously, and Dominic, like all these things are very Spanish. Reyes, Garcia, Fuentes. Molina, Castro. Like. But like. No, yeah, I was no under- Spanish language, original languages, Filipino, Tagalog in English, but no. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. And also, what's a tagalog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a language. Um, I, I, but like, who speaks it? It's is it just one the of the tagalogians? Tag- I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's maybe something we can check out then. Maybe that's like a form of subtitle or something i don't know i mean i would i would imagine but Sounds it could also like be dubbed that. that way could just be a weird name for uh... but okay so original languages filipino tagalog and english like yep all three of them on the same show or is that yes. just well i Do would they imagine like, they it probably and... dubbed it in but then th- would it really be original language then if they made it in tandem with the series, maybe. I, I really don't I really don't know. Maybe they I'm used the that, original actors and they just redubbed their own lines in the other languages? That'd be cool. I've heard of that happening 
with, I mean, maybe not entire casts, but at least well, with some. To be honest, I don't know enough about the Philippines to know whether or not English is like a prevalent language there or not. Yeah. I feel like it could easily be one of those countries that was colonized and I'm just ignorant about it. I think it was. Actually, I think the United States had some sort of military involvement there at some point. Probably. It, I mean, it's pretty, I, I I feel like pretty much point to a country on a map and say, oh, the United States had military involvement <laughs> there someplace at some point. But, like, I'm pretty sure they actually have significant yeah, occupation. I, I feel like I've heard of the Philippines quite a lot, and I feel like that means that the U.S. has had some involvement with it. Because otherwise, we don't really tend to hear a lot about other countries right unless we are actively involved in them but it seems like there was like a lot there seems like there has been a pretty active back and forth between us and them so i wonder if we couldn't find out more about that without directly trying to like Hmm. choosing a link carefully from this article um seeing precious hearts romances presents like (laughs) the series um and and seeing if like that doesn't give us some insight yeah or uh, but i mean I gotta be honest with you like I'm curious about that but if we go into that we'll have to go to the Philippines we'll end up going a military route Um, we know where that's gonna go that's gonna lead us to something like I mean like fire strike and there's a very finite (laughs) amount of really cool laser weapons we can get to true um, down that path Hmm. I wonder if the article for Tagalog would have anything to do with the Philippines. You know what? We might as well go to that because I don't see how... I haven't heard Tagalog mentioned in the context of any country, so <laughs> it must have some relevance to this one. It almost reminds me of Travelog. Yeah, like or Tagalog. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't Tagalog like a Girl Scout cookie? Or wasn't Probably. it... It was called that and then it was like renamed because it was racially insensitive or something? I don't know. Okay. Well, any case, I'm thinking of Samoa's Oh, yeah, there were that's, Samoas before. And now they're called Maybe something now else. now they're Tagalog. Maybe that could be it. Wait, but then... Maybe it was the opposite way. Maybe it wasn't racially insensitive, and then they made it racially insensitive. Could be. Maybe it went from being racially to culturally insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility, too. That could be. Well, you know what? Let's go to Tagalog. We All don't right. know what kind of language it is. Yeah. We just think it's a travel log about Tagalogs. All right. Tagalog language. So this looks promising. We, we still have links to Philippines, mm-hmm. so that's good. But yep. this Tagalog is an Austronesian language, which I'm assuming is Australia slash Polynesian. Yeah. Asian I would area. I would bet. Um, it's spoken as a first language by a quarter of the population of the Philippines and as a second language by the majority. Huh. Wow, so a whole quarter of the country speaks this language like their first language. Like, that's odd that it's just a quarter. There's got to yeah. be some history to this. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pretty high percentage. 28 Um, million people, native speakers. Oh, its standardized form, officially named Filipino, is officially the language of the Philippines, along with English. So, English is like a major language of the Philippines, then. Okay. I think, for the beyond, uh, we're going to find out what we want to find out pretty quick here. I think so. So, Uh, it is related to other Philippine languages, such as the Bicol languages, Ilocano? The Visayan languages, Kapampangan, and Panganasinan, and more distinct, distantly to other Austronesian languages, such as the Formosan languages of Taiwan, Malay of Malaysia and Indonesia, Hawaiian, Maori, and Malagasy. Interesting. Okay, so it's definitely There's a in, lot of languages. In well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Polynesia, you have a lot of cultures that set up shop on tropical islands that it was nice enough to inhabit, but I mean, you couldn't get to your neighbors very well, so your language is kind of right in the name around. there. Poly. Very many, yes. Yep. Many. Many Nisians. Which is almost nations. <laughs> Maybe it does mean nations. <laughs> Maybe it just means many nations. That would make the most sense. It would. Oh, this is a cool-looking language. If you go oh, down wow. to the uh, history yeah. of the symbols, and it seems like they kind of made their uh, uh, 
alphabet a little more efficient combining consonants with vowels. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. Got I a don't three know. on there. Got a tongue sticking out. All sorts of cool looking things. <laughs> got a little thing that looks like an upside down peach. <laughs> got a little man that looks like he fell over. <laughs> got a man that looks like he fell on his side. Got like a fish hook. Yeah, that's a pretty cool little little thing. Yeah. I hope that da or ra is water because it just looks like waves. It looks like water. Oh, uh, yeah. I can see that. Well, okay, so Tagalog is derived from the endonib Tagalog, or river dweller, hmm. composed of Taga, which means native of or from, and Ilog, which means river. Linguists such as David Zork and Dr. Robert Blust speculate that the Tagalogs and other Central Philippine ethno-linguistic groups originated in northeastern Mindanao, or the eastern Visayas. The first written record of Tagalog is the Laguna Copperplate inscription, which dates to 900 in the Common Era, and exhibits fragments of the language along with Sanskrit, Old Malay, Javanese, and Old Tagalog. The first known complete book to be written in Tagalog is the Doctrina Christiana, or Christian Doctrine, printed in 1593. The Doctrina was written in Spanish, and two transcriptions of Tagalog, one in the ancient, then current Babaean script, and the other in an early Spanish attempt at a Latin orthography for the language. Throughout the 333 years of Spanish rule, well, well, there you go, there's your Spanish surnames, uh, various grammars and dictionaries were written by Spanish clergymen, including Vocabulario de la Lengua Tagala by Pedro de San Buenaventura, uh, the Czech Paul Klein uh, writing Vocabulario de la Lengua Tagala, beginning of the 18th century, uh, Vocabulario de Lengua Tagalia in 1835, and Arta de la Lengua Tagala y Manuel Tagalog Pera la Administración de los Santos Sacramentos. Not one in for brevity, I guess. No, <laughs> I guess he was just getting increasingly more specific as he went along. In addition to early studies of the language, however, the uh, indigenous poet Francisco Balthazar is regarded as the foremost Tagalog writer who lived from 1788 until 1862, his most notable work being the early 19th century epic Florante at Laura. Now, Tagalog differs from its central Philippine counterparts with its treatment of the Proto-Philippine schwa vowel, it, or e, upside down, with an asterisk beside it, before it. <laughs> In Bicol and Visayan, this sound merged with uh, or you, and o, oh, or o. Oh. In Tagalog, it has merged with i, or i. For example, Proto-Philippine diket, which is to mean adhere or stick, is diket in uh, Tagalog. Uh, and Visayan and Bicol dialects translated as tukat. So it's uh, little, little, little changes in how they say things across hmm. the Philippines. Yeah, I don't understand what all these uh, backslashes and brackets are for. Um, People should really stop trying asterisks. to. They shouldn't abbreviate <laughs> these kinds of things. They should just give an example word of like as in. Huh. Yeah. That would be the fastest way for everybody to universally just be like, <laughs> oh. Unless it was like one of those words that people have some sort of get up about saying properly, like tomato. <laughs> Though I think we can all agree the correct pronunciation is tomato, the wrong one is tomato. Right. right. When you want to sound both pompous and wrong at the same time. <laughs> yes, because nobody says tomato. No. No, they do not. The song was a lie. It was, it was a lie. all a ruse. <laughs> it's just saying I like to pronounce things completely incorrectly. Okay, so we do have some example uh, things here. We have uh, the English sentence, Maria and Esperanza will write to Juan. 
And in Manila Tagalog, it is Susulat Sina Sina uh, Maria uh, at Esperanza K1. And in Marin Ducano Tagalog, it's Masulat Da Maria at Esperanza K1. So, a little bit of a um, switch in, you know, verb-noun order there. Oh, wow. So, you cook now in English is translated into one word in Marin Ducano Tagalog. Pagluto. That just means you you cook cook now. (laughs) Wow. That it's amazing there aren't more Filipino restaurants. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like they have the most efficient way of saying "get in the kitchen, it's time <laughs> to make food." Hey, and they have uh, English word. The English uh, phrase "eat it" oh. is "kena yan." I'm sure that does not mean in Tagalog what it does mean in English. I'm sure they would not find that phrase offensive. But maybe they do. Don't take our word for it. But you could take some of our words for it, because as (laughs) it turns out, some of our words are from Tagalog. Yeah. Vocabulary and borrowed words is an interesting section here. Uh, Composed mostly of native Austronesian words. Um, Most of the words end with the uh, diphthongs. Uh, and those words that exhibit reduplication. Uh, however, it has a significant amount of Spanish loanwords. Spanish is the language that has bequeathed the most loanwords to Tagalog, and according to linguists, Spanish has even surpassed Malay terms in the amount of loanwords borrowed. Um, Tagalog also includes many loanwords from English, uh, Indian, Chinese, and Japanese. Due to trade with Mexico via the Manila galleons from the 16th to 19th centuries, many words from Nahutao, or Nahuatl, sorry, uh, were introduced to Tagalog, but some of them were replaced by Spanish loanwords in the latter part of the Spanish colonization of the islands. The Philippines has long been a melting pot of nations. The islands have been subject to different influences and a meeting point of numerous migrations since the early prehistoric origins of trading activities, especially from the time of the Neolithic period, Silk Road, Tang Dynasty, Ming Dynasty, Ryukyu Kingdom, and Manila Galleon trading periods. This means that the evolution of language is difficult to reconstruct, although many theories exist. In pre-Hispanic times, trade Malay was widely known and spoken throughout maritime Southeast Asia. English has borrowed some words from Tagalog, such as abaca, barong, balasong, boondocks, <laughs> jepni, manila hemp, pansit, ylang-ylang, and yaya. Although the vast majority of these borrowed words are only used in the Philippines as part of the vocabularies of Philippine English. <laughs> So we borrowed it, they borrowed it back Now it's (laughs) something else entirely, I guess And uh, it is interesting The the writing, like the actual written part of this Because it does They have like a standard, like the regular form of I guess the consonant or whatever it is The letter And that that alone is a B-A. Like, if you just see that by itself, it's B-A. But, if you add a little half moon up top, it becomes B-E. If you add a little half moon below, it becomes B-O. And if you add, like, a plus sign at the bottom, it becomes just B. Which, I don't know why you would need to do that, considering you have all the vowels there to work with. You could just say, (laughs) you could just write more letters. Yeah. That might help clarify things. Maybe if you're working on, like, a per letter uh, payment system, mm-hmm. it might pay to actually spread it out a bit, but... <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe for term papers, you're... Uh, That's true. Could that be could help. <laughs> space it out, fill out all that space. But, uh, yeah, so pretty pretty easy. I like that system. Yeah, I mean, it's not the hardest thing to figure out. 
that's at least pretty straightforward. Yeah. And there are a lot of languages in Austronesia. If you look at the Austronesian comparison chart, there's got to be like 50 languages in there. Maybe 30. A lot of them seem to have very similar counting systems, but then everything, as you go down the chart, like they, they, you can definitely see they're all very related to each other. Yeah. In some way or another, like, not all of them are related in the same word, but, like, all of them have a word that they share with another. Exactly. Like, there's definitely a lot of crossover here. Though some of them have, like, very little, like, uh, Malagasy. That one seems to kind of be, uh, and Banjaris. Those kind of seem to both be out for themselves. <laughs> uh, kind of doing their own thing a little bit compared to everything else. Mm -hmm. They have a way, they have way larger words for simple concepts. Yeah. Whereas something like Tuvaluan, that's pretty ep economical use of letters there. For the words. Although I don't necessarily agree with their word for. Uh, oh, sorry. That's actually uh, Maori. But the Maori word for house is where. <laughs> I don't know if that's. It's very good. <laughs> it's kind of that unfortunate translation. Well, the Tiboli word for four is fat. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, how old are you? I'm fat. <laughs> it's not very good for the ego. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, they have all the numbers down here, too. For the main Tagalog language. You can learn to count to a million. Or a billion. Whoa. No. A trillion. <laughs> in, uh, in Tagalog. By this Wikipedia article. Also, you get the uh, ordinals or cardinals or whatever they call those. Like first, second, third, fifth, whatever. You even get fractions. You get yeah. three-fifths, two-thirds, <laughs> two and two-thirds, which is quite a bit different than uh, just like uh, uh, two-thirds. I don't know why that is, but hmm. probably because three gets in there at some point. Yeah. You got some decimals. Months and days. I don't know. They're, they're word for... They're, actually, they have a couple similar uh, words for their months. Like, um, March is Marzo. April is April. May is Mayo. Uh, August, Augusto. September is Setiembre. October is Octubre. November is Nabiembre. And December is Diciembre. <laughs> so most of them are very the same. Yeah. The only ones that get different is January is Enero. And February is Pebrero. This is just February I, with a P. They accidentally yeah. finished the F out and <laughs> made it into a P. And June and July is... Uh, Hanyo and Hoyo. So that's different. But yeah, most of them are pretty similar. They're days of the week. Not at all similar at all. Very, very different. Then again, they probably didn't base their days of the week on the uh, Greek gods. So, But they did base them on the Spanish uh, language. Yes, they did. Because they are almost exactly <laughs> the same. From as far as that goes, it's kind of weird how like the basics, like the the math parts, those all stayed Spanish, mm -hmm. and then everything else is kind of changed. And yet, Spanish isn't like a main spoken language. Yeah. Yeah, that is strange. Even though their language is basically a, a very uh, Asian influenced variant of Spanish. So, in the see also section. There's a link to Tagalog Wikipedia. Oh. Which, um... Not sure what that would be. Does that just take you to a website? Uh, I'm going to bounce over. 
No, it is an article about the Tagalog language edition of Wikipedia. Son of a gun. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that feels too meta. Uh, yeah. It's way too meta for Wikipedia. I, I think know. it might... Yeah. Why, why do they have articles about... Themselves. <laughs> they have to. They can't... They have to be relevant. They gotta feel important. So I, I feel like we did get a good idea of, like, why... What the Philippines is and why they have the languages that they do and why there seems to be a lot of Spanish involved there. Yeah, I mean, the the being a trading hub, being taken over by the Spanish, we do know that that's kind of, that's kind of Polynesia's business. It's, it's always been that case, yeah. that, that way, because of the nature of them being island nations, like ships just kind of went port to port to port. Ooh, I like these. There's some proverbs down here. One who knows not how to look back from where he came will never get to where he is going. As a human, you reach me. I treat you as a human and never act as a traitor. (laughs) Uh, If one is behind but capable, one will still be able to catch up. Make fun of someone drunk if you must, but never one who has just awakened. <laughs> That's a good proverb. It's great. Hasn't been hasn't been any angry drunks that you should make fun that you can yeah. make fun of. Um, what use is the grass if the horse is already dead? Oh, profound. The pain in the pinky is felt by the whole body. Basically, if in a group one goes down the rest will follow uh. regret is always in the end uh, the procession may stretch on and on but it still ends up at the church if it cannot be got through holy prayer get it through blessed force <laughs> that's sounds strange yeah yeah, it sounds a little... It refers to two styles of courting by Filipino boys. One is the traditional, protracted, restrained manner favored by older generations, which often features serenades and manual labor for the girl's parents. The other is upfront seduction, hmm. which may lead to a slap in the face or a pregnancy out of wedlock. <laughs> I see. Okay. So the busted force, are they referring to the... Uh, boys seducing women, or are they referring to the old people slapping the boys trying to do that? <laughs> seems like uh, either yeah. way, it seems like either way is kind of referring to, to blessed force there. Like, yeah. On one uh, hand, it's like, like, well, if I can't court properly, then I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna get her flowers and, and <laughs> screw the parents, forget them. And the other one seems like, well, if you're not going to listen to reason and try to like at least be a decent human being, then I'm just gonna, just gonna yeah. hit you in the head until you, you learn better. Also, <laughs> I feel like it could be taken in a little bit of a rapey way. <laughs> it could be. Like, it seems like it's... Blessed Force does not bode well. Yeah, those two <laughs> words, I don't know if they go together so well. Not, it's, not uh, really. Yeah. It also says that... Yeah, I mean, it does have kind of a rapey connotation because it says that it literally means holy speeding. And it's yeah. a euphemism for sexual intercourse. Uh, it doesn't... Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you can't get it through praying, just have sex. Uh, uh, I don't know if I that's how it works. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think that's a thing you want to have be a proverb there, Philippines. But yeah, you've also elected somebody who's like okay with killing your own people and telling you about it. So mm. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe your culture is different than ours. <laughs> oh man. Well, what a weird we and unsettling proverb to end on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, from here, there is lots of linguistic stuff to go to, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, thanks to that last proverb, we have an end to sexual intercourse now, if you're really <laughs> down that road. Um, there are, like, there are uh, countries of all sorts. Uh historically relevant things to the trading uh, history of the Philippines, like the Silk Road, 
and the Manila Traders. Also, I've gone to the way bottom with the categories section. Oh, uh, okay. Where we usually skip, skip and, over it. Right, right. Um, they have a subject, verb, object languages category, verb, object, subject languages, and verb, subject, object languages. So is that like the order in which things are said sorts of languages? Yeah. Like it tells you which thing like, uh, first? I, I believe... English would probably be a subject verb object. Language. I think we are. Because you would say I got carrots. You know, so that would be verb you know. Yep. But like another language might say acquired me carrots. Which would be Apparently another the second one. <laughs> And uh, I guess you I could guess also do acquired carrots. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one is this one though? Do we know? Uh, let's see. Well, based on the example phrases, let me go back to that. Um, it looks like they are a. Uh, well, hold on. This is okay. These are two different dialects, but it seems like it's mostly a verb, subject, object. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like the Manila Tagalog at least does follow that pattern. Yeah. When you directly translate it. Interesting. It's kind of weird to think about it that way, but like, it's so arbitrary how we've <laughs> made the syntax up for our languages as we've gone along. Like, this yeah. is the way to do it. Gotta have a subject here, verb here, object there. And it's always strange to think about the other languages out there. It's like, well, it would seem weird to say the subject first, but like over there, they're just like, well, that's just how you say it. (laughs) Yeah? You're wrong. So what? Who cares about you? Now, I don't know which one of these I would choose, though. I guess I would choose subject, verb, object languages, because that may be like a good insight into, as an English speaker what might be a good language to look into uh, learning because yeah. that's like the most something that might be context. the easiest yeah right to right like something that's still in. you know relatively well known spoken mm. by a lot of people but that would be easier to because you're not trying to wrap your not trying to wrap your mind around how backwards it feels <laughs> to like put yeah different things in different places i'd be down for checking that out kind of curious right. now you know? yeah I don't feel like the Romance languages do that. I feel like English is kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, definitely. I feel like things. European languages, a lot of them are definitely Verb, one object, of the other. subjects. Yeah. is where most of them reside. Yeah. All right, well, let's see. Subject, verb, object languages are out there. Oh. Well. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe well, we we'll got... <laughs> well, actually, there really aren't a Oh, okay. I know. I was looking at top subcategories but yeah um there's a decent amount of languages um got arabic american sign language that's uh, makes sense i mean yeah probably be based in english (laughs) i would guess so yeah i wouldn't behoove them to change it up for deaf people for no reason no (laughs) (laughs) Um, more confusing estonian uh danish Finnish, French, Greek. I'm uh, pretty sure that most of the languages I've ever heard of are actually on this list. <laughs> so now I just kind of yeah. feel embarrassed for having gone down here because I just feel like, oh, well. So you mean everything would have been easy for me to learn if I had put the time in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got Haitian Creole, Ooh, Icelandic, yep. Indonesian, Italian, Javanese, which I like the sound of. I like that name. Latvian, um, Sundanese, not Sudanese, but Sundanese. <laughs> it almost made I, I thought it was Sundance at first. I got excited <laughs> for a second. Um, there's Mandarin, Hebrew. The thing that puzzles me here is there's both Hebrew and Yiddish, and I was under the oh. impression they were the same thing. Yeah. Are they not? Well, uh, yeah, I had the same assumption, but maybe what it is 
is Yiddish is an older form of Hebrew, and they kind of have morphed it over the years into some kind of a modern thing. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway. I don't know. Well, that makes sense. I mean, why would you have the word modern in there if it wasn't like a, a, a modern uh, uh, language? Yeah. I guess Yiddish might be the ancient one. Now, Mama, when the rain turns so why not modern Yiddish? <laughs> That's true. That's very, and I've That's heard what, it just called Hebrew before. You know, like there has to be like a regular Hebrew. Right. You think, I don't know. but there's not in, it's not in this list. So if it was, it was different. Yeah. You also got Polish on here, Vietnamese, Ukrainian. Pongo. Pongo. We got Pongo. I don't know what Pongo is. <laughs> that was Ponyo for a second. But it's not, oh, ooh. I like the ones under the uh, X. The X languages. Zaraku. Yeah. What the heck is that? <laughs> There's a lot of accents going on just yeah. in the name of the language, so it's very intimidating. <laughs> it's like, you know what? If you don't know the language already, then you're out of here. You're gone. <laughs> oh, the Dothraki language, of course. Right. <laughs> the, the naturally occurring one, yep. <clears throat> yeah, we got a uh, Thai... Oh. <laughs> it says Tagalog is a... Wait, 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 wait. We're at subject, verb, object. Yeah. Okay. I thought so, we just established yeah. it was not that. <laughs> it's subject. Yeah. We are subject, verb, object. But yeah, that... Doesn't make sense with what we were reading. Tagalog, the, yeah, the thing clearly had the verb in the beginning of the sentence. Unless they don't consider people to be subjects. Is that a possibility? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this would work, to be honest with you. Yeah. That that throws me for a loop. Honestly, okay. it looks like every single language that I've ever heard of is on here. <laughs> Except for probably, maybe yeah. like I don't know. Um I can't even think of a language other than these. And unfortunately maybe Argentinian, I don't know, Brazil. Uh, is that or well, they just speak Spanish or Portuguese? Spanish and Portuguese, I think. And I think both Spanish and Portuguese are in here, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. <laughs> what is? Uh, I'm at a loss. I, I, I'm. You know. So what? it's not us. The world has agreed <laughs> that it does sound dumb to say acquired carrots. Me, like they, they, they do think that's stupid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So, what, what I'm gonna do? All right. We'll, we'll stay on this article. I just want to see what languages are in the other ones. Okay. Listen. All right. So verb, object, subject. Tagalog language. Okay, stop. <laughs> What's going on? Because. Okay, what okay. about the other one? All right, so, well, hold on. There's more in here. There's uh, Fijian. So that's from Fiji. That's the only other one I really recognize, other than there's Assyrian in here, too. But an interesting one in here is car language. What? Like, you I mean from the movie Cars? Because that was English. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but... Apparently, it's a language of somebody. Um, most widely spoken of Nicobari's languages spoken in Nicobar Islands of India. So, there's a language called Car. So Okay. <laughs> C-A-R Car? C-A-R. Yep. Okay. All right. Car language. <laughs> All right, so verb, subject, object, language, which would be acquired carrots, I. Acquired carrots, me. Yeah. Um, we got Arabic. Whoa, okay, which was, also if I'm not mistaken. Also subject, yes, verb, object. Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's right here. I'm looking um, at it. Stay on this page. Assyrian, um, Cornish. Assyrian Neo-Aramaic is the one that I have. Yeah, yep, we got page. that one. So that's in all three? That's in all three. That's that one has all one crazy all language. <laughs> that's everywhere. Oh, it's all over the place. We got Hebrew in this one. So okay. this is regular old Hebrew. So now we have a third Hebrew version. So Hebrew is in that one, but it's not in this one. Right. And that's notable because modern Hebrew and Yiddish both are in this one. Right. Interesting. We also got Hawaiian and Irish. Irish? 
Okay, yep. we don't have Irish. We have the Scots language. We don't have Irish, though. Yep. Cool. Um, also, we have Scottish Gaelic in this one. So the Gaelic languages, I guess, are all that. Yeah. Interesting. And Samoan. Um, so lots of islands, with the yeah. exception of Iceland. All, all's got Welsh here, too. Really? And Tagalog. And Old Tagalog. And Tahitian. All right, so Tagalog's in all three, apparently. Okay. Gets to be whatever it wants, whenever it wants. <laughs> yep. There are some languages in the world that just are everything. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand how that can be. Because, like... Have you, you seen just, how many languages this Tagalog article said that their language interacts with? That's true. Maybe like, it's just maybe different it's just, dialects yeah. or something. I don't and know. And they have such a intercultural language at this yeah. point that it's just become like easier to just be like, no, you know what? Say it however you want. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Because, I mean, theoretically, in English, you could just walk around saying, acquired carrots me. Yeah. And people, people would, would probably it. figure it out. It's not but, like, that important. But, but like... <laughs> The generally agreed upon way of saying things is I acquired or I got some carrots, you know, like it's got carrots, carrots, carrots we got. Yep. Got so, carrots me. So like, I don't know. You just, I don't know. It, it seems a little like cheating to put it on all every single thing. I mean, because I like know. there is supposed to be. Some the, the point of the language is to have some order to it so people yeah. know what each other. That's like a. I feel like this order of subject verb object definitely is like a major component of like the structure of the language itself. Right. I don't know. So. I think that verb subject object or verb object subject is actually a more interesting way because I think. Uh, uh, it's cool to know, like, up front, the information that's most urgent mm. is what has just happened, what yeah. the action that is being taken is. And then, eventually, you get to, like, who and what it pertains to, but it's like, <laughs> I Turns acquired, every sentence into or a mystery. I lost. <laughs> it's, lost this, acquired this, and then it's just like, you find out more as you go along. Yeah. I think I like that being switched up just for the novelty of it. I don't know yeah. if it's actually something I think would be functionally good. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, see, like, the thing is... I feel like it's it's just kind of nice to be like, all right, who are we talking about? Right. What did they do? What did they do it to? Or who did they do it to? That's the, like, the explanation. But that's like. pretty good. I mean, it might be fun to be like, all right, so this happened. Who who did this? And what did they, why did they do? Like, who did they do it to? Well, this is... But like, Having every sentence be a Quentin Tarantino movie is it, not... <laughs> it's not as great as it would sound, actually. It be exhausting after a while. Yeah, it would probably get pretty old pretty quick. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's a neat concept, but I do see why everybody else was like... Apparently, even Hebrew was eventually like, you know what, this is dumb. <laughs> Let's yeah. scrap this in favor of doing things this way. But now that we know modern Hebrew and original Hebrew are different... But there's also a Yiddish. What I'm, is a Yiddish? I'm very curious as to how Yiddish is different from Hebrew. Because Hebrew is definitely its own thing. Yeah. So we gotta go to Yiddish, I think. I think we do. A curiosity has arisen. Alright, so Yiddish is the historical language of the Ashkenazi Jews. It originated in the 9th century in Central Europe, providing the nascent Ashkenazi... Or Ash, Ashkenazi... Ashkenazi uh, community with an extensive Germanic-based vernacular fused with elements taken from Hebrew and Aramaic, as well as from Slavic languages and traces of Romance languages. Yiddish is written with a fully vocalized alphabet based on the Hebrew script. Okay, so this is based on Hebrew, then. So, so this would be a all right, so it's like a Germanic language, then. So, yeah, it looks like it was based out of Central Europe. Okay, so... So, it sounds like Hebrew came out of the original, like, Middle East, like, Jewish people, like, original Jewish people. And then Yiddish was just kind of like the European migrants. And... I don't know. Oh, so, yeah, the term Yiddish, short for Yiddish Tetch... 
Jew or mm, Jewish German. So mm. this is literally like a Jew, a German form of Hebrew or something, I guess. Right. Hmm. Wow. So prior to the Holocaust, there were over 10 million speakers of Yiddish, and 85 percent of the Jews who died in the Holocaust were Yiddish speakers. Assimilation following World War II further decreased the use of Yiddish, both among survivors and Yiddish speakers from other countries, such as in the Americas. However, the number of speakers is increasing in global Hasidic communities. Hmm. I wonder if there's a place for, like, differences with Hebrew on here. And I feel like Yiddish is the one that you hear more about, like... Um, like in movies and TV, you know, like when somebody yeah. says like a Jewish word or so, or something, like you always are like, oh, okay, that's like that's, that's Yiddish. Yiddish. Yeah, there is a growing revival of interest in Yiddish culture among secular Israelis, with the flourishing of new proactive cultural organizations like Young Yiddish, as well as Yiddish Theater usually with simultaneous translation to both Hebrew and, oddly, Russian. And young people are taking courses in university in Yiddish, some achieving considerable fluency. There's also a a Jewish autonomous oblast formed in 1934 in the far east of Russia, with its capital city in Birobidzan and Yiddish as its official language. So there's a portion of Russia really close to like Mongolia, China area that is straight up speaking Yiddish all the time. Wow. It's kind of neat. Yeah. You but it's a it's way far away from where you would think it would be though. <laughs> like it's all the way on the other end of Russia. It's on the Russian east coast. So you know you're going far. <laughs> oh, so um, in the early 20th century, especially after socialist October revolution in Russia, Yiddish was emerging as a major Eastern European language. And its rich literature was more widely published than ever. Yiddish theater and Yiddish film were booming. And it, for a time, achieved status as one of the official languages of the Ukrainian People's Republic. Oh, no. Well, um, we know what happened with Ukrainian people. <laughs> Someone, anyway. Yeah. At least the blind ones that play herd <laughs> yeah. Um And in Vilna, there was a debate over which language should take primacy, Hebrew or Yiddish. So they were different enough. That they were like, well, which one should we pick? Number of speakers. On the eve of World War II, there were 11 to 13 million Yiddish speakers. Afterward... Um, I don't think it gives a specific number here. But basically, there's an 85% decline. So, figure it's down to a couple million at most. At the bottom of the article, you can see a uh, note of Rosh Hashanah greeting card from Montevideo that has a picture of a steamship, two people, and Ted Cruz. And a bow tie and fedora <laughs> on it. I don't know who that man is, but he does bear an eerie resemblance to a young Ted Cruz. Yes, he does. And the ship to the Titanic. And for some reason, the two people are... Their picture was turned sideways. <laughs> Which is... I mean, I guess they couldn't crop it down. Yeah, Photoshop was a little hard to come by in 1934. Would be a little weird. Yeah. But... What's in Montevideo? Montevideo. Um... I don't intrig- even know what that is. Intrigues me because of the word video being in there, but I know it's it can't be related yeah, to the video cassette. I wouldn't think right? so. Video probably has some other meaning that's way less cool. Like it looks like a panorama or something. You know? Let's see a video being that. Well, I mean we could go to Monte Video. Just see what it is. Just go. Just go. Just see what it is. I think we figured out. Yiddish, where it came from. That's been solved. We can solve this mystery now. Uh, Montevideo is the capital and largest city of Uruguay. Oh. So there you go. (laughs) It seems strange. Montevideo. You would think that would be something 
almost definitely European. Maybe Italian? Yeah. Possibly Spanish. I could see Spanish. And I guess that's why Uruguay mm. would have named the city after it. All right. It's the... It does sound like Monty would... What, what would Monty translate to in English? Like mountain, maybe? Like so, mount? Hmm. I'm surprised there wasn't ever like a rental, like a video rental store called like Mountain Video or something. Yeah, <laughs> Mount Video. Like something that played off of this. Or just Monte Video. Yeah, just Monte Video. Just right Monte there. Space <laughs> Video. Monte Uppercase V Video. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, there are several explanations about the word Monte Video. All uh, agree that Monte refers to. Cerro de Montevideo. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So it doesn't resolve anything. Monte of Montevideo refers to Montevideo itself. That's so. What's a the paradox. video refer to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is oh, disagreement this... about the origin of the video part. Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, Monte Cerro de Montevideo is the hill situated across the Bay of Montevideo. So, what? But so, but so, what does Monty mean? What does Monty have, mean? Okay, so Monty Video is the place. There's a bay by this place, and there's a hill above the bay across from <laughs> this place. So somehow so, you named a place after a hill across from the place you are. Yeah, I, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling real hard to comprehend. <laughs> How what? that the the, the <laughs> order of events that led up to that? Like, there, there has to be some sort of time travel involved in this situation, where the place was already named, and then they and then the named hill. it after the. But I, I see. I like how Monty. Everybody agrees. Oh, clearly Monty refers to Monty Video, and then they're like, I don't know about the video part though. Video got to refer to something else. That's <laughs> like. What do you, that doesn't what do you, make any but sense. But the mountain's right there. It's called Video. You said Monte Video. It's, you already put the name on it. This is called Monte Video. What does Monte stand for? Monte Video. But what does Video stand for? Uh, it's tough to say. <laughs> well, okay. All right. There are there are four different explanations. I don't see why there needs to be this many explanations. But yeah. Uh, one is it's actually Monte Vid. U, which is V-I-D-E space E-U, which means I saw a mount, which is the most widespread relief, but it's rejected by the majority of experts wow. who consider it unlikely because it involves a mix of dialects. The name mm. would come from a Portuguese expression, which means I saw a mount, wrongly pronounced by an anonymous sailor, beginning to the expedition of Fernando de Magalanes on catching sight of the Cerro de Montevideo. I would believe that. A sailor could have made I, a really wrong language thing. Do you thing. know how many things in America are named incorrectly because of just people just being people like, being hey, I don't care, I'm pronouncing it however I want. Yeah, like, <laughs> I found it. This is this is what I'm saying. That's what it is now. <laughs> but yeah, the second one is Montevideo. And this hypothesis comes from the... Diario de Navigación, or the Navigational Calendar, of Boatswain Francisco de Albo, who was a member of the expedition of Fernando de Magallanes. Seeing a pattern here. Uh, he wrote, Tuesday of the said month of January 1520, we were on the Straits of Cape Santa Maria, now Punta del Este, uh, from where the coast runs east to west. And the terrain is sandy, and at the right of the cape, there is a mountain, like a hat, to which we gave the name Montevideo. This is the oldest Spanish document that mentions the promontory with a name similar to the one that designates the city, but which does not contain any mention of the alleged cry, Montevideo. Uh, Still really doesn't explain what Montevideo means. Yeah, I'm... I mean, mount I guess, I guess, yeah, Monte clearly means mount. Right. Like, that's seems to be the common thread here. Well, hold on. Mount. Okay, well, let's go back to the roots. We know that Spanish is 
well, ultimately, even Portuguese, to an extent, are romance languages, right? Right. We know the famous Caesar saying, Vini, Vidi, Vici. I came, ah, okay. I saw, I conquered. So they saw. V is saw. So it's a mountain they saw. So I saw a mountain. Yep. Which would go back to Monte <laughs> Vidi EU, which is I saw a mountain. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so for some reason, <laughs> linguistic experts don't reject Monte Vidi, but they do re- reject Monte Vidi EU. <laughs> I feel like I have to check the source on this that first paragraph about the whole Montevideo means Mon- or Monte means Montevideo because, because that does not seem right it doesn't make any sense mount should mean mount I don't care who yeah. you are yeah. that should be mount an- does not refer to a mount like it's just like it can't refer to itself right the mount does not mean mount Mount does not mean mountain, Mount Montevideo specifically, you know? Mountain is a generic term. Just because you say, oh, it's Montevideo. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, not every mountain is a Rushmore because Mount Rushmore exists, for example. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. Well, it looks like the source is out of, uh, it's just not a thing. Good, let's delete it. <laughs> Kill it. Get it out of there. I don't care about it anymore. It's, it's bad. It's wrong. <laughs> Like yeah, the website that they're source they're they're uh, citing is non-existent at this point in time. Okay, then I think we're done here. I don't think that has a that doesn't have a leg to stand on anymore. Yeah, I think I think it's clearly I saw him out. Like yeah, there's just no way around it. There really isn't. Although like, I would entertain this third explanation, Monte V D E O, <laughs> which <yeah>. stands for Monte <laughs> V. De este a oeste. <laughs> so, it's an acronym. <laughs> yep. According to Rolando Laguarda Trias, professor of history, the Spaniards annotated the geographic location on a map or port portolan chart so that the mount slash hill is the sixth mount observable on the coast, navigating Rio de la Plata from east to west. With the passing of time, these words were unified to... Montevideo. No conclusive evidence has been found to confirm this academic hypothesis, nor can it be asserted with certainty which where, which were the other five mounts observable before you came to the one, uh, Cerro. That just seems needlessly complicated. That seems like a, a history of professor having like a conspiracy theory about yeah. like the name of this name of this town. Which, but honestly, given the other explanations offered up so far, <laughs> like I can kind of see why. Except I can't because, like we've been saying, it should just be I saw a mount. Yeah, that's clearly just like yes, that's yeah. obvious. Yep. Like, have you heard Vini Vidi Vici? Do you know what that means? <laughs> let's 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 extrapolate and re- reconvene here. They saw it. Yeah. It was a mountain. They saw it. They saw a mount. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Monte Ovidio, a less widespread hypothesis of religious origin, uh, stems from an interpolation in the aforementioned Diario de Navigación of Fernando de Alba, where it is asserted corruptly now called Santo Video when they refer to the hat-like mount which they named Montevidi, that is, the Cerro de Montevideo. Ovidio, Saint Ovidius, was the third bishop of the Portuguese city of Braga, where he was always revered. A monument to him was erected in 1505. Given the relationship that the Portuguese had with the discovery and the foundation of Montevideo, and despite the fact that this hypothesis, like the previous one, lacks conclusive documentation, there have been those who linked the name of Santo Ovidio, or Video, appearing on some maps at the time, with the subsequent derivation of the name Montevideo given to the region since the early years of the 16th century. So, I mean... It's been there a bit. Yeah. It's been, it's been around a while. It's just a shame that nobody, like... Solid, like that guy who wrote that journal didn't solidly explain himself as yeah. meaning there was a mountain I saw it mm. so because I'm a persnickety little uh, 15th century scribe I named it the mountain I saw <laughs> that's that's me being meta what up pen drop I'm out <laughs> I I just Monte River refers to Sarah de Montevideo that just doesn't 
makes sense. It's can't it can't the word cannot. It's like if in the dictionary they referred to uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of a word that has a word in it. I don't know. I'm I'm drawing a blank here, but I don't know. It's just Monty clearly does not refer to any mountain you see. It, yeah, it's it Monty should be means mountain. mount. Mount. That, mount. That, there we go. End of etymology. Done. Mount means er, Monty means mount. Video is a corruption of video, which means to see. saw. Yeah, you saw it. So, so there. I saw a mount. So we've fixed this thing that they've been arguing about for hundreds of years. Boom. That's how we roll. Done. <laughs> <laughs> fixed here on Wikipedia Chronicles. For can we have pleasure. our Can we have our own article yet? <laughs> Are we relevant now? <laughs> We solved a solved a stupid etymology mystery that's been baffling people for hundreds of years. Can we can we be historically relevant yet? Oh, it's five minutes, no degrees, no years of school, just you know, wits. Yep, just uh, using our classic, uh, you know, knowledge of pretty standard things. Yep, to- I don't. How was pretty common sense stuff here? Sailors corrupt language all the time, and video means saw. Yeah, I mean clearly, like think of everything <laughs> as video, like video, like the word video as in videotape or yeah, videography or anything like that. It's talking about things that you see, like yeah, it's pictures, all, like it's motion pictures. It's all right there. It's very, very clear. That's what's going on here. Aye, aye, aye. So. There you have it, from <laughs> Alina TV series to Monty Video, coming to a video store near you, a Monty Video store. That you uh, would see. Yeah. <laughs> on the mount. <laughs> I saw a Monty Video on the mount. <laughs> That's what the store should be. <laughs> yeah. I saw a mount. There we go. Uh, so, go ahead and visit us on Facebook and Twitter and iTunes and rate and review us and um, we also have uh, our website twc.erictoribio.com you can listen and download the episodes there and you can do all sorts of other stuff there too and I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Billy Murray for our outro song so thanks again for joining us I was Eric and I was John and this was the Wikipedia Chronicles investigative series well, Eric, we certainly saw that mystery through. <laughs> mystery on the mount. Oh, cool. The bass player from Opeth is from this city. Is he? That's what it says. Didn't get to go to Opeth. Darn. <laughs> oh, well. Doesn't actually link to it anyway. Uh, Which is probably for, for the greater <laughs> Thank you.